0: Welcome to my Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my creative journey, quilting, and life in a northern town. Today is November 1st. I'm just getting back uh, from two weeks off from my day job, and I spent a couple weeks with my daughter who had a baby. It was two weeks of helping her run the house and being with toddlers as well as the new baby it was really, really good to be able to help her out during this time. I will say that um, I'm pretty tired. Um, Working is pretty sedentary for me, as I sit at a desk most days, and so being active with toddlers and um, taking care of all the business that needs to be done felt like I was uh, getting myself whipped into shape, eating healthy, and um, really just slowing down and finding out what kinds of things are super important in life. Um, You might not know but I do watch a lot of TV especially having it in the background. I went without television for two whole weeks. I did go with a little bit of uh, football on my tablet. Watched a few Netflix programs after the kids went to bed. I've been catching up on old X-Files programs from the 1990s. Got myself completely scared Uh, I don't do well with those so with the Halloween weekend and all the horror movies no that is not my thing. I was able to think about what I wanted to do with my quilting when I got home but what kinds of things did I do um, while I was there creatively? I knit. I um, told you last year I did 12 um, packages of a month of the month programs with a local quilt and yarn shop. It was a quilt and yarn shop And I got a lot of really great yarns. Um, Some of them, though, you get one or two skeins for the price of the the package, and it isn't quite enough to make a program or a project. So I've been working on uh, a scarf, but it was on straight needles. And since I was flying home, I wanted a project on circular needles. So I started a shawl with a black bamboo pop but i didn't like the pattern that came with the kit and it had variegated yarns to add to the black well while i was there my husband drives in the city so we went to a very upscale yarn shop and i bought some teal ombre effect yarns and i'm going to add that to the shawl which will be the bottom will be black with dark teal blending up to a light teal and if it's not big enough for my purposes i will order one skein of the bamboo pop and put black on top. There'll be a photo in the show notes for episode number four. Then I am still working on the self-striping sock yarn scarf, which is nearing the end of its project. Then I will be back where I am at square one. I'll have to sort through the kits and look through what's in there to figure out what I want to do next. Before I left on this vacation, I kind of had a swipe of the slate and it's all clean. I finished up all my quilting projects, everything at work was caught up, so that when I returned, everything, including my house, was fresh, clean, and ready to go. Well, my problem is now I can't really figure out what I want to do for a quilting project. So I attempted to start one yesterday. I got my 60 degree triangle. I had a pattern for making bordered 60 degree triangles and then interlocking the triangles really didn't like the process don't like the stretchy borders and that's like a very wanted to use my tulip pink stash on that even that was what was used in the photo and it really didn't serve the purpose of trying to preserve some of the large prints and i didn't want to deal with these borders that keep waving in the wind on me so i'm going to try that a different time on a different project i've been looking around the internet and I'm finding some really nice quilt patterns out there with interlocking blocks and I think those are probably what I'm going to do. I'm working on a EQ6 rendering of a couple of my adaptations of patterns that I think will work and I'll keep playing around with that. In the meantime, my next dedicated projects that are deadlined are applique. And I've mentioned before, I really don't like applique. I um, just wrapped up a round of Quilt Makers 100 Block Magazine. And it is going to hit the newsstand soon. It is the 100 Block Volume 14 and I test patterns for that. I, I did about 12 this time. And they will also be in the show notes um, in a collage. You can always click on the pictures in a um, photo to make it bigger to look at details. It really pushes me to do skills that I would not normally do. And the first block right out of the gate, due November 11th, is a applique block. So I'm going to have to start working on that this week. I really like doing um, these patterns because it forces me to read patterns check for mistakes be detail oriented and then at the end of it I get a thank you um, bundle from Quiltmaker maker magazine including two magazines and usually some fabric to go in my stash to help replace the fabrics that I use in doing their block and I was not disappointed again this time it's a fat quarter stack of blues and I think that um, that'll make a lovely lovely quilt. So when I um, start going through all of my stuff I'm realizing I'm wrapping up my long arming projects for the holidays and I have um, some non-deadlined quilts and that's great because now I can kind of relax and work on things at my own pace and maybe add in a quilt or two of mine that's in the queue that need to be quilted. I also belong to a um, friend group that is a uh, quilting related we really are more of an inspirational group where we we meet once a month and um, we usually do challenges and this uh, challenge is a raw edge applique flower with multiple layers it was um, in a magazine probably 10 or 15 years ago by Pat Sloan it's like a raw edge applique rose you take that rose and then you quarter it and then you remix it up with rose pieces around and it's a real modern funky looking block because none of the edges have to line up then they're all on a yellow background it makes a very very interesting quote but i don't like applique Raw edge scares me that it's gonna bunch up because you're not supposed to fuse the pieces down. Um, This is just like, uh, makes me break out into cold sweats thinking about how I'm supposed to do this. And um, the presenter is one of my very good friends and she goes, don't sweat it, it's really easy. Oh, applique is not real easy. I can do paper piecing, I can do a lot of things, but applique just scares me. So the good news is we only have to make three of those blocks. The bad news is uh, I might be doing them 11th hour because those are due for our meeting on the 15th. Mostly what this group is, is an inspirational group talking about um, what we're working on, staying inspired, Um, keeping um, each other accountable to um, what we said we're going to start. And if it makes a change, it's okay. We try to challenge ourselves in doing projects that not everyone would always do, like some real modern liberated piecing or a collaborative project for charity or working on things that each person presents that maybe is out of the wheelhouse of other people. The blocks that we take, we usually finish them up in this case, they're each... We'll take our three blocks. They will go into a block lottery and it'll be a winner take all. And then you'll have enough blocks to take home and assemble and make a quilt. It's also a place where you share ideas on what you want to do with your quilting journey. And it's really encouraging if you have you know, color questions or technique questions, um, it's a good thing because a lot of those people have extended experience in taking classes and binding, and I've really received a lot of help in making my projects better. When I returned, also, my quilt made at home from MQX Springfield. It hung in the Quilted the Modern Way, category. I did not expect any prizes on this quilt. It was Michigan my Michigan and I was just happy it got juried in after it was rejected for the QuiltCon show. I thought for sure it would make QuiltCon but I was just just thrilled. I did get my scoring sheet and I wanted to share that with you. So you just get a number on the scoring sheet for MQX. It is judged this year by Scott Merkin Elizabeth Spanning and Carol Brooks. So the scoring sheet is just a very um, numeric, that's all it is, is each category. And so I scored the best on, which is numbers out of 10, on top construction and piecing, even distribution of quilting, and starts and stops for all eight. Man, I got sevens for stitch size length, tension, thread choice, degree of difficulty, creativity and suitability, and overall impressions, and degree of difficulty, design and color. What I need to work on, which were sixes, were uh, binding. What did I tell you earlier? Binding. I rebound that quilt twice too, knowing that it wasn't perfect. It gave an overall impression of a six and overall execution of the quilting a six. So this gives me a place to start. Where do I need to improve to impress judges? Where do I need to go to make um, a quilt more challenging for a quilt show? This is only the second show that i've had a quilt in where it was juried in and quite honestly i've only been to about five or six quilt shows in my life most of them local shows with um everybody's quilts from the guild in the show so mqx sounded like it was a great time um i got to read the program and I saw some of the quilts that hung there. They also had some unique quilts for um, clothing and all kinds of art things. So one of these days, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to attend one because they look very interesting. The Michigan, my Michigan quilt had one paper piece star in it, and it was rest of it was improvisationally pieced. I was trying to go for a Gwen uh, Mars an F inspired um, sampler well you know sample you know sketch that's the word she's made little sketches thinking that maybe someday I'll make a larger improv piece but uh, this is a wall hanging that is designed to go in my sewing room and it represent all of things that Michigan means to me northern stars you know lumber floating in the Great Lakes because my grandfather was a lumberjack um Tourists driving up curvy roads, northern lights in the forest. In the middle is about mid Michigan where all of the windmills and, and had some paper pieced pinwheels in there and a farm and so I quilted lots of different um, agricultural fields so that's what the whole quilt vibe was about and I, I just thought most people who look at it don't get it they don't get the quilt they need the story they need to read it and then I get the that's nice um I get that a lot, actually. Uh, People who don't get uh, why I do a lot of what I do. Um, What are you gonna do with it now? I get a lot, Um, this isn't a bed quilt, so what are you gonna do with it now? um, you're making and knitting or doing something and what are you going to do with it now? You know, cause so many things I do really do have a purpose of usefulness, like bed quilts throws. Some things are just purely decorative, like this particular wall hanging and, um, And I get a lot of that's nice, um, which I understand uh, is an old southern joke. Um, But, you know, saying up here a lot of that's nice or oh, that's fine Um, is just translated to mean, yeah, that I'm being polite, but I totally don't get what you're talking about. Um, Same with um, when I tell people I do a podcast, you know, there's a lot of people that look at me like, what is that and why? Um, So, anyway, that's my modern um, Michigan quilt. Kind of in the heart of of you know traditional quilting land but I'll be honest you know Gwen Marston has had a huge influence in this area for her very long career so there are more and more people who have always done liberated quilting here and so that is not a new concept trust me that is not new improvisationally piece things are not new They're just resurfacing to the mainstream of quilt shops and um, quilt shows, and I think there's just a a larger number of newer quilters out there who don't know what that is. Um, I've read Liberated Quilting when it first came out. I have also um, have a lot of people in my little quilt group that I talked about who have taken classes from uh, Gwen in her um, retreat center and I totally love a lot of the techniques that I need to keep perfecting. So improvisationally pieced things are just going to keep on keeping on in my repertoire of when I have these projects and, and they're my long-term babies where I'm trying new things out. I don't have any plans of making another quilt to go into a show for this next year. But you know, sometimes when you um, least expect it, you put together something that you feel the rest of the world might enjoy seeing. I wanted to talk about the first quilt that I had in a quilt show and that was a quilt that I went to AQS. It was a very highly challenging pieced quilt that I made um, a design and it was all paper pieced and it was solids. Um, It was really a study in going from a complicated center where the blocks had all the pieces out to a more minimalist style. I had done a quilt my aunt wanted me to recreate where it had almost a French braid feel on point in the elongated diamonds of a pattern that turned out to be a tree. And it was a rainbow quilt and it was done probably in the 1980s. And I love that quilt so much that I recreated it. But instead of in the elongated diamonds, which actually on a paper pieced quilt weren't that hard to do, I, I thought squaring them up into the trees and then I arranged the trees and And spokes. And then uh, as the quilt went out and out, less and less of the busyness of the block was taken to where it became just more of these interesting 90 degree branches that met together. And I did add some economy blocks in that. Really, it was mostly it was in pinks and blues and then they had spatterings of other brightly colored um, solids for accents and I quilted it in a Zentangle style, but it was a larger quilting. I guess I didn't realize that you had to do micro quilting to be um, higher scoring in shows. But again this particular quilt uh, I spent a long time on. I created it specifically to try to get into a quilt show and it did. And you know I was really discouraged because it was like lightning in a bottle that year. I had done a lot of things and I felt that my might have some um, quilt experience and quilt Um, mojo that was going to take me to other shows. And then after that, uh, everything just fell out the bottom. It was a couple years of dry spell of not exactly knowing what shows uh, we're looking for to make it a new thing. Then I decided, why am I doing that? I should be making quilts that I want to make. And then if I feel that they're of a quality enough that could be shared, then I would do it. And that's really been my approach since. You know, it's about being at the right place at the right time. And that's what's happened with the two quilts I've had that have made shows. And I know um, people who make quilts specifically for shows um, may approach it differently, but that's kind of how I approach mine. Well, overall, um, winter is still a ways away, but we've had a few frosty mornings. The leaves around here are post-peak color, and they're starting to fall. Uh, The birds are starting to flock up. The Canadian geese are flying in big V's south, and I always am reminded of a poem or chorale that um, I heard when my kid was in choir. It was something told the wild geese it was time to fly because summer sun was on their wings, but winter is in their cry. And it's very much so. You can hear their honking and it has that um, reminder that they're leaving. The seagulls from the Great Lakes have all been flocking up and heading south too, as well as the other little birds that migrate. So it leaves us with the um, deer starting to move around, so I take um, less uh, country roads to to the work commute and I've been taking main roads. Um, the fog is starting up in the morning and I'm expecting snow. And so the best thing that ever happened was when I came back from work I was told I didn't have to do my two to three day commute over to the lakeshore to our other office and that I'm busy enough in my main office that is only a mile and a half from home that that is my assignment now after my temporary assignment over there two and a half years ago. I'm thrilled. That means I have time. I come home at lunch. I quilt. I sew. I do laundry. I have hours in the week. Less wear and tear in the car. And yahoo! (sighs) I don't have to drive in blizzards to get to work and burn up vacation time if I can't make it. So you know, life is very good in that respect. And so I'm going to be able to um, continue to be closer to home and be able to do all of the creative and crazy things that I wind up doing. Just because I want to try them or study them and do exercises and colors, exercises, in improv, or maybe even an exercise in futility like that equilateral triangle. I just, not now, tried another day. So overall, that's where we're at in the creative journey and I think that I have been sorting through my stuff and finding my tatting shuttles and looking at all the makes and models that I have. Some are my great grandmothers, some of them are mine. I still have edging that I'm doing for um, some of the uh, kitchen towels by the roll that you can buy at quilt shops. Um, this is a linen, it's a beige with um, teal stripes and a brown or gold stripe on it. So I have, I have a edging on that I found that I need to fit. And I have a couple of other little things that I need to finish and a couple big things that are UFOs. Now, the longest UFO in my life is over 20 years and it's sitting on my dining room table. It is a Santa cross stitch. I decided halfway through this that I don't like cross stitch. Uh, My vision isn't that good and it's still looking at me. I have the frame out. And I need to figure out if I have any of the floss to finish up the probably 50 stitches that I need to do. And then I'm going to call it done. I'm not going to embellish it with the beads and the, all of the stuff. I had some crazy ideas of adding, um, tatting and applique and doing all kinds of making a multimedia wall hanging. And I've decided that this just needs to be done and displayed for this holiday. That is something that I need to really jump into um, over the next couple of weeks. And I'd like to have it probably done just before Christmas. I'm not going to say Thanksgiving because that probably won't work out. Oh, in the meantime, I would like to encourage everyone to create daily practice and really expand the imagination and creativity muscles because you might find something that you really like and it's something that you'd want to share with me or the rest of the world because that's where I'm finding my creative jump starts come from really not always social media and Instagram even though they are some great sources but it's really talking to other people and seeing what they're doing that has given me a lot of inspiration. If you'd like to see the show notes, it's at www.mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and this um, podcast is listed on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbeam. Thanks everybody. Leave a comment so we can continue this conversation as the next podcast comes out. Thank you. As a postscript, I would like to thank Jay, the Art Quilt Maker for making comments on my blog, and I'd also like to thank Francis the Off Kilter Quilt for making comments and leaving comments. I have to say, I read a book while I was on my vacation, and it was written by Francis Dowell. It's called Birds in the Air, and I really enjoyed the book. And I highly rem- I recommend anyone who likes to read and likes quilting to find this book and support Frances and let her know how much you loved it. Thank you. And finally, I want to thank Lori. She is a twilter and she went to MQX. I wanted to clarify that I did not go to MQX, but what I saw was through her eyes, her photos, and I really thank her so much for taking the pictures of MQX and my quilt hanging there. Thanks again, Lori.